0: Welcome to the Right Place podcast, where we learn with you how to navigate the world by building re- connections that matters, relationships that last, and business that thrive. My name is Rudolf. Today, I'm joined by Nina Aber. Hello, Hannes, and welcome to the Right Place. Thank you for joining us.
1: Uh, thanks, Rudolf. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm quite excited and also worried uh, I'm not used to getting uh, on this side of the the questions
0: so. <laughs> yeah I, I suppose you are you don't um it's like me we don't i don't have the face for camera or the voice for radio but we are, here we are um so yeah it's 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 very nice for me to chat to you i've known you for quite a number of years i i tried to think back and i think it's from 2016 or so um and and yeah, we've been working together, we've uh, um, been busy on a number of different things in the past. So I think we got to know each other quite well. Um, but before we start with that, it's a new year, new things, maybe um, give us a little bit of background about Hannes Ninava, who are you, what do you do, uh, introduce yourself, yourself a little bit, and then um, also what, what's in store for the year on your side?
1: so um i I'm still working on the wording um to to introduce myself a bit better in in future but yeah um I believe that i'm uh, i'm I'm connecting people uh around the country more so in in the school sports environment but um uh, uh it's it's making that sixth degree of separation happens it's it's probably what what what, what I do for a living but um i've i've um busy with uh super sports schools um I'm running the SuperSport schools plus which is the written part at this stage of the um uh, written copy giving uh, reports on school sports previews um interesting stories as well as doing uh, player profiles um of about eight sports um in around the country school sports um mainly being rugby cricket hockey. Uh, netball, uh, water sports is water polo mostly, uh, basketball as well as football. So it's a it, it's a mouthful. So it's a lot of um, uh, 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 sports that we cover uh, throughout the year.
0: Good. So so everything that's on Channel Two One Six on on Super Sport or on DStv, the the written part is is your work.
1: Yes. So yeah, we do we cover um uh, the school sports uh that and the, the 216 as well as the uh, the, uh, the streaming on the app as well um there's a lot of small sports there than uh, is happening on 216 but yeah it's uh it's quite exciting and uh, i think there's new things
0: coming to 216 as well this year so you've um you've touched on on the streaming side on video and on on sports specifically um how did this passion of yours of sport and school sport specifically because i mean i like sport i think most people know it already that i'm quite a big cricket fan but also sport in general um but your where did this passion of yours for school sport specifically come from because if i remember correctly you actually um from a, a school of rugby, which was an alt or a, I don't know if it still exists, but your initial platform that ran for 15 or 20 years on school sport. Where did this passion of yours come from for sport specifically or schools based sport?
1: Yeah, so probably it's probably a very long story, but I'll, I'll try to keep it a bit short and cut uh, some parts out. But um, probably my, I, I, I was always probably interested in sport, not a lot, only. Since I I think about in Standard 2, Standard 3 with the Rugby World Cup of 95, I got probably hooked and become fanatical about it and then just started to follow every sport. And then in high school, probably participating in sport and then uh, in high school and then starting to follow it as well in, in the newspapers, the coverage of it of school sport uh probably then planted a seed that i didn't know at that stage I, uh, that I would follow along and so forth and then it 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 just happened almost i i, I was um working at SA truck bodies as a uh apprentice uh welding and mostly and uh, helping uh, uh the 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 guys uh, taking heavy metal to the trucks and welding it together and putting... So it was... And then I already started... uh, I know by that stage, before that, that I wanted to do something in media probably and write and and do some articles. Uh, And uh, uh, Jaku Jacobs, who was the editor of YIP, uh, they had an advertisement in the YIP that uh, they want people to write and it wasn't in the sports section. So it, uh, I had to write stuff for him, and he he said to me, um, he's a well-known um, uh, children book writer these days. He him, said yeah. to me, if there's a position open at the newspaper, because I asked him how do I get in, and he's like, if there's a position coming uh, open in the newspaper, apply for it. So the first position was as an internship within the printing side of the newspaper so after eight months of uh, at essay truck bodies i moved to the printing side a, a internship which i've done just about a year but um the position getting me in there um just in the newspaper it, it gave me the opportunity to then meet the guys uh, who writes at the paper and so i started writing club rugby and yeah so it's a it's a whole long story how it came along and then and um, suddenly I just uh, got the opportunity to write some schoolboy rugby. And um, it just pulled me in in some way. And, and from then on, yeah, the rest is history, they say.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. I think it's the first time that I've heard the long version of, of this. Um, I've heard <laughs> snippets of it before. But um, what what is interesting to me is that um, it's, it's not necessarily something that you just applied for because you you got to know people in that environment as well and that helped you with a bit of a stepping stone probably got familiar with a few people and and it's something that i also ascribe to is that you don't just get a job you don't you don't apply people do but i mean so many people are without work you're going to apply forever and not necessarily get get the job but if you know someone and you apply, it gives you the inside lane almost automatically. It needs to be someone special to to keep you out of that position. So interesting how it progressed over time because of the people that you got to know um, inside as well.
1: I think the first time that I ever um, put a CV together after my first CV uh, to get the job at the newspaper, at the printers, was um, when I applied for the job at Gaafschontein. It was the first time that i had to compile a cv again so it's it's and it's been a long time in between that in jobs and so forth so yeah
0: that's a 15 year gap there. um (laughs) so as as i'm saying I, i want to move quickly into your business model so obviously super sports involved it's a big organization it's a um, yeah, everybody knows super sport because you can't watch any sport in South Africa almost if you don't have uh, DSDB. Um, so your business model, if I'm correct, and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is you rely a lot on on coaches, on teachers, on headmasters, on parents, and so on to get information in. So, I mean, it's Hannes Ninabe with a few people eight or ten staff, and you you guys cover the entire country. There's schoolboy rugby, just to use rugby as an example, um, in every school um, that, that we talk about almost. And you need to gather that type of information. And I suppose technology plays a part, but still people need to input and give information so that you're able to get team sheets, to get scores in, to understand who are the try scorers, the points makers, and I'm using rugby only, but it counts for netball, it counts for hockey and so on. How does that business model work, firstly? And secondly, how do you get people to commit to help you in this process, to actually want to give you the information and and to stay motivated during the whole season or the whole year to actually provide that type of information?
1: Uh, it's probably um part the nagging personality that um don't stop because i'm also interested in it but it's it's a value exchange as well um i, I believe there is a value exchange between me getting the info as well as um the, them getting their voices heard and getting their info out it's it's building it's uh, uh building the school's brand it's building that coach's brand as well uh, outside so it's a, it's it's a bit of a value exchange um, it's now a bit, a bit more easier than it was previously. Um, when I started out, um, you, you had to call them. There was, it was a SMS or you had to call and it was, it wasn't like uh, these days you get uh, unlimited SMSs, which nobody uses. But back then you had to pay for SMS. So it was probably cheaper to give the guy a call of a minute or two and, and get all the info than to send five, sms's and get everything in in an sms to the to to the teacher so yeah the value system is um look i I won't be able to do what i do if it wasn't for the buy-in from the coaches and the teach teachers around the country in the various sports otherwise um I, i won't have the info and it's uh uh, I always tell my team as well. It's it's much more difficult to cover school sports. It's probably why I stayed in it and not moved on and used it. Just most uh, journalists use the the school sports section as a stepping stone to get to uh, the pretias or cover um, senior uh, teams. Um, and for me, it was this is a bit more of a challenge, and I like the challenge probably more. And that's why I probably uh, and with these days with WhatsApp. It's get easier, but probably coaches still don't want to um, share their stuff uh, as easily if they've lost. But if they won, it's much more easier to to share. But I try to have that relationship and uh, the understanding with them that if you send me all your losing results as well, I'll make sure that you get uh, the value exchange for the big wins that you do pull through. So it's a, it, it, I think it's just a. To to understand the value that's exchanged between us and and the coaches and the teachers.
0: So so what do you see as the value um, of the of the network that you have built? Not necessarily giving value to the person on the other side, because I I do get it. I think it is important. If you're an up and coming coach, you come through the school structure. Think about a guy like Jake White came through school system as well, and and went to the Springboks. Um, and then upgraded to the Bulls. Um, so if you um, if you take that, it's important for them to get their profile lifted and so on. But but what is the value for you in this network? How do you leverage that network um, further than just getting a story in? Maybe.
1: So there's also a bit of a, um, a coaches need information as well, and it's not um, sharing. Uh, secrets and stuff that I probably know. It's it's more of a... Um, when it started out, so when I started, it was covering just probably mostly free state. And then I realized that um, every Sunday when nine o'clock before church, when I chatted to Dries from der Waal, who was coaching Grey College, he still didn't know what did Paul Ruiz do, what did Grey High do, because they will be playing him the next two weeks. So it's probably from there that it, it grew out from uh, just being a free state-based uh, um, uh, school sports results and info. And and so it's, it was firstly that, and it's it's still in, in, in the rural areas. The guy from Freiburg still next week he's playing in the uh, um, Noordvalk Cup. He's playing uh, Kiro Nelspreit, but he, he doesn't know where to get the info from because there's a lot of platforms and places, Facebook groups and that not everybody can follow all those pages. So it's it's also combining all of that information in one place, as well as sometimes even with the North Cup, the coach needs to organise, oh, can we stay over in Nelspreet, at Kiro Nelspreet, do they have lodging for us? So, and he doesn't have, where do we get that contact number? So it's also um, getting, as well as organising, helping guys, oh, I have a, 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 a open weekend for a fixture. Um, do you know of someone who's also looking for a fixture? So it's 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 uh, leveraging that in a, f- also helping them to uh, with their day-to-day things that they do of um, organizing fixtures, uh, orga- logistics. Where will we stay when we travel there? So it's um, a bit of a bit of both on that side as well as uh, the information that's uh, that's needed.
0: Yeah, I, I want to say that I, I can I can understand why they see value in you, um, but but I can also understand that you require a certain level of service almost from them and, and it's a bit of a quid pro quo, I suppose. Um if you if you think about networking and versus relationship, from from what I've heard it sounds to me more like a relationship building exercise uh, versus just networking. Networking can sometimes be, but yeah, but impersonal. Whereas um, I think from, from your side, it sounds like guys become a little bit more familiar. So what is your, what is your take on the difference between relationships versus just networking? And, and um, what's, yeah how do you utilize both of both of these in in what you
1: do so i it's uh i think it's become a bit more networking these days than relationship building uh, which is sad um because it's um the the amount has just become too much to build a proper relationship with each of of the coaches but it's it's still it's a, um it, it gets there with if if a coach stays long enough within the system it's it, it becomes a relationship after some time. So um I I want to start this with a bit of a story as well because I w- when I was when when I was thinking about this podcast and what we will chat about, I was like, how did it all start? How did this networking start? So um only the second ever school rugby game that I covered, third, sorry, third overall, um, was a match, a weekday match between Harmony Sports Academy and um Jim Fouchier, at Jim Fouchier's rugby field in Bloemfontein, and I knew no one, um, and I went to the field, walked there, went to Hein van der Waal to um, coach Jim Fouchier at that stage. He gave, asked him for his number, I explained who I was, what I'm going to cover, going to cover school sports in future, got his contact number, and um, after the game I also went to Jörg Juries, who was then, he's now the Griffins' head coach, um, went to him, got his number to get the info because I also needed the team sheets from them. Those days, there wasn't box smart and stuff. There weren't team sheets readily available. I stood with the coach while he was watching the game, writing down the names on a a piece of paper. So it's um, probably the first team sheets that school rugby had seen there for a bit. Uh, In the 80s, there were in the newspapers, um, A a team sheets. And from those two guys who I made contact with, I got about I would say forty of the other numbers uh, within my the, the the networking. So I called ein oh I because he also then mentioned Central, is playing Heatherdale uh on the uh the Saturday in, in Heatherdale. And I was like, Okay, can you give me a a guy from Central in Heatherdale's number? And he's like, No, you can give me only Central's number. So I got Dion van Weyck's number. So it's a it's a built out from that that got to I think it's now over three thousand numbers on my phone of schoolboy coaches and and the, so it it just came from that um, uh, interactions and uh, they seeing that I put value in and it, it grew exponentially from there because of uh, then the coaches saw and they wanted to get in contact so that's part of the network building but it's it's, it's important probably if if you scale businesses bigger. It's it, it's difficult to do that relationships, but it's it's in 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 what we do, it's quite important because we work with communities and communities is all about relationship, and um, I tap into probably three hundred and forty ra- just rugby communities. On every Saturday during the season it's not even the netball because the netball is a different community than the rugby community, and the hockey community is a different i don't know how to quantify that at all <laughs> at this stage maybe if I get smarter with age and more experience yeah, I, I, will I suppose be able to.
0: the monetary yes, the, uh, i suppose the monetary value of of that network is something else um but but the gathering of information and then if you if you wrote something that someone doesn't like, um, they might not be as forthcoming the next time. So how do you, how do you actually manage that in that you know, the one theme got a big hiding or you know, some inside story maybe that is, that is, um, going to change the, the, the viewer numbers on your site completely. But but how do you manage that where you have to deliver negative news to the public? But it's almost can I say in public interest without negatively affecting your relationship with this coach or, or headmaster or the player's parents or someone?
1: Yeah, so I think the it's 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 a word that probably gets thrown a lot in, in business as well. But the most important part of it um for me, is your, your integrity, and if you the once it's been um, compromised, you're in trouble. And it it helps if you have you keep your integrity in situations like that. Um, uh, it, it's the most important part, and it, you you just deal with the facts. I see journalism as being a mirror. I, I'm not um doing the act that probably gets that. I'm just telling the story, and it's uh, it, it's important to understand that you you're just telling the story, probably. Uh, it, it becomes more yeah. difficult uh, the the longer you in doing one beat to just tell the story because sometimes you become part of the story then and it's uh, and it's then it becomes difficult to to keep that integrity intact. So, but with um, uh, uh, you you get articles that are difficult and then you have to tell both sides of the story and let your readers decide which side they um, uh, 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 side with. Um, so it's um, probably one good example of it is I've done an article uh, where um, schools didn't want to play against Harfountine in 2015, 2014. Can't remember precise. I still have a, to this day have a good relationship with Mr. Beinkies and Doc Edwards, and it's they probably um, uh, with the article that I've written. I gave both of them the opportunity to state their cases, and I've just put it in there and. Tried not to let what I believe which one was right in the instance, and let the reader decide. So that's it's it's a difficult balance to do, and probably if people read all people read articles with a bias, and yes, I I hate it when um, people say it's just journalists being sensationalist, and that sensationalism is probably it's it's based with what your knowledge is as a reader which will so it's all of that plays a part because your bias also play a part in what you read and probably people get angry when they just read a heading but the reading is just heading is just there to get you to read the article so it's um you must realize that probably handle that in in different ways when you read the heading yes i'm interested then read the full article to see uh, what uh, and gain experience from it as well as what what does the, what do I have to take from this from this article? Yeah, yeah
0: and I suppose Hershman wasn't too angry because a lot of a few years later they they actually appointed you in a marketing position for a year.
1: It's still having that integrity, and if you say someone got a big hiding, they mm-hmm. must have gotten a big hiding. It's and that and it's also easier when you have the relationship yeah. with a coach. If you if you probably write an article and you say you got a big hiding, um, he. The coach will tell me on a, a, a that he will um, that he does, doesn't agree with it, and we can have a discussion. It's 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 probably a a lacker part of it, but it's probably the hard part of it as well. Um, I also believe that building relationships. It's also you have to um, uh, disagree a bit sometimes as well to help build a relationship. Otherwise, it's not it w- won't grow. So sometimes you um, some coaches I've. I've had, I won't say fights, but we have disagreements on, on stuff that I've probably written, but I'm always open. I always take the conversa take um, the call, always open the conversation as well. I'm not, you, you can't hide a, a behind what you've said uh, when you're writing as well. You have to own up to it. And if, if you were wrong, um, you have to say, Oh, sorry, I was wrong. And um, that if, if you, you do, the coach come and say, "Oh, but this you you haven't taken this into consideration or this fact." So yeah, it's it's quite interesting <laughs> uh, uh, for me um, how the relationships work in that sense. Is um, even I, I will mention me and Vessel Duplessis when he was at Gray College when he started out. We had a good relationship, I would say. Um, me and his brother has a very good relationship. Um, traveling a lot of seer uh, games around the country. BSC Duplessis. And Vessel wasn't under sixth coach back then. Vessel became first team coach. Yo, we had a few um uh, disagreements uh, when we started out, and we have good relationship now because we we um uh, we went through it. We was oh from his side as well, always open for discussion, and it helped build the relationship. Um, so yeah, and but build out your network as well, I guess. Yeah, you make a number of.
0: Very valid points in in that the relationship is two way um it's never a one way street that is that is never going to be a functional relationship, so a relationship is two ways you need to listen and you need to talk as well so it's it's going to go both ways it's almost like a almost like marriage you, you can 't make it work if it 's only one way traffic the second part is that um your integrity is, is uh, paramount. You need to have your your foundational aspects correct, and that counts for business, for life, for for social. Um, obviously, in sport as well. Um, you an integrity. I sometimes find that people see it as different things in different situations, and unfortunately, that is not the case. It can never be because then then you are not true to yourself. Um, and then then lastly i think um, one thing that i picked up is that these relationships are not they're not gained in five minutes it's continuous work so you need to you need to continuously add value to the other person you need to build it out and and to respond uh i've had a coffee with you once where i think we sat for an hour and i i had about 20 minutes of your time because your phone's off the hook it just goes mad and and i think certain times within season i don't know how you manage the the phone but but that is also something is to to be available to to give something as well and not necessarily to give because you want something back but just to provide value to the other person uh john always says that you need to be a useful person how how useful can you be to other people and then when when you need something So much easier to ask because you've built this trust and so on. Um, I want to, (laughs) I'm thinking of a a discussion we've had uh, probably once a year, at least for the last three years. And um, it revolves around the SA Schools rugby team. So every year, you write a lot of articles, you get to know a lot of players, you see, you watch a lot of rugby as well. And then closer to the as they start announcing the essay or the, the provincial Craven Week teams, I read all these articles from different places to yourself mostly, but also a few other spots, News 24 and so on, as well. And I I see these names pop up. And then I phone you and I ask, Hannes, do you know what the say schools team is gonna look like? And you have this answer where you say, Ah, you know, but uh, you've got an idea and so on. So, so every year I challenge you to say, listen, honest, write down the names. I want to see there And last year I was, think was the first time that you actually obliged and gave me the names. But previously only you spoke about it, but you never fully committed. So what would you say is your accuracy in in selecting this team prior to it being announced? You obviously go to the Craven Week as well, I think. Um How accurate are you if you have to select that team, put it in the safe, and then once the team's announced out of the 23 or 26, how many do they select? 23. Um, How accurate do you gauge yourself or do you reckon you are?
1: I reckon about 85%. It's probably been some years a bit above that as well, but probably on average 85%. And it's it, it's based on probably most beca- because I watch a lot of rugby um, and I know what the selectors are looking at. It, it's it's become more difficult probably as well, but it's become easier as well because, uh, and, uh, and I don't agree with it, um, that it's become easier. The, why it's become easy? It's become easier because um, the, the selectors also have bias because they they watch a bit more rugby than they usually watch because it's available everywhere. It's streamed. It's on TV much more. Um, that there's more coverage on it than ever before. But when you've seen a player already at Nuremberg at Voldetlave, which all the selectors go to, if you were at the Fichter Park Sports Day. You were, suddenly the game's on TV. You've seen a player seven times before he gets to the Craven Week, it plays a role in your bias, in any, the selectors in my bias as well, and probably that's why I become better at uh, picking the side as well beforehand, because I, I also realise that there's biases that plays a role in in, in selecting. It, it It does. It's Rugby is not like uh, cricket or athletics where there's stats. Yes, there is stats also, but they the stats is not as much a so good performances before the week also plays a big role in, in getting your, your yourself noticed for to get to the SA school site.
0: That's interesting. It's it's the pinnacle of schoolboy rugby. And I suppose a lot of parents um potentially put a lot of pressure on yourself as well to almost leverage your ability to write about the kid to enable you to, uh Their profile to lift do you find that that pressure um tenuous? does it impact you or uh, and then also how do you handle that type of situation where a parent would just nag you or bug you or bribe you or or utilize the familiarity with you to for their own gain um, uh, yeah how do you keep it professional
1: so it's uh, one of the 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 main reason why i started doing what i'm doing with school sports um and i will always that's probably what you have to remember where you come from and um part of it is um when i started out yes reading the yep articles um i didn't know how it worked at all at the newspaper back then and um yes we had a good team in matric um uh, at RTS Kimberley and yes, we didn't get we usually just our result was one sentence at the bottom. Uh and I was like, yes, we went to the semifinals, we made it to there. We that why haven't we uh I now afterwards now realize it's about I think nobody have before then it was folks who had sen- senior beats as well and they were asked, oh there was school rugby this weekend, please do us an article. So they didn't have the connections and the relationship and the network within the school, so that played a part. But back then, why I started, I was like, the the guy who's becoming a professional rugby player, Um, the Jan Sierfonteins, the Johan Goessens, which I cover at Grey, I believe that it's even in the newspaper environment, the guy from Brandfort who's Michael Marx or the Francie Fauris, or the Andrade brothers who's now um uh, the spa in, in Brantford, um it was their father's they uh, they running it, I think now, two props of Brantford. They're just as important. So the the Oak is gonna be a plumber someday or Springbok is also playing schoolboy rugby. So for me it's mm-hmm. if they have a good game, they should also be mentioned. So and that's the the main basis of what I believe in, in covering school sports is giving recognition where it's um, needed, and you can't also can't criticise, which is a lack of part of schoolboy sports. A guy's going to become a plumber or a, a CA or a lawyer. You can't on his rugby ability um, then criticise him at schoolboy level. But if if a guy's going to be a Springbok, probably you can criticise a little bit, just but not not a lot. But it's it's realising that you're working with schoolboy kids who's going to. Play different roles within uh the bigger community in south africa in 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 their communities as well in towns
0: yeah that's interesting i I quite enjoy the conversation so firstly, thank you honest. I appreciate your time. It's always interesting. I think we can sit for half a day and and we can carry on talking about school sport and 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 inside info and so on, which i always always quite quite like but thanks for your time firstly secondly. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, is there some contact details, an email address or so that you can maybe quickly say um, that we can, we can share with people who want to send you information or want to connect with you on that?
1: Yeah. So um, my email address uh, is just Hannes, um, H-A-N-N-E-S at superschoolsnews.co.za. So it's a easy email. All my emails go to that. So, but you if you Google probably as well, you, you will find, <laughs> find it somewhere there on
0: the Internet. Yeah, it's all over. yeah, so thank you very much. I think from from what I gather today is is that network, that in, the importance of a network to enable you to do what you do. So it's not like normal, the rest of us, we, we network mostly because we we want to get clients. Whereas yours is the other way around. The network is actually the core of the business here because you're not gonna be able to, to do what you do if, if that chain, if that supply chain of yours didn't work. And I, and I think the value in that and how you manage that is, is key for me in trying to see um, how, how you get to the point where we can read it on a Sunday in the report or on the, on the website as well. Yeah, thanks for your time. Good luck for the year. I look forward to um, publishing the Essay Schools theme this year um, before it is announced. <laughs> um, but I won't do that. I'm just teasing you. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for your time, Hannes. Um And thanks to everyone who watched. Um, we appreciate the, the little bit of feedback that we're getting. And we enjoy the conversation with you as well. And um, yeah, have a great week. Goodbye.